This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry Christmas, everybody! Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show! You made it! You're here! We made it. We've all made it. It is November 30th. If this, if you're listening to this on drop day, which means we are one day away from December. We are so close. We've almost made it, folks. This is episode number 14 of season three of the Christmas Countdown Show. My name is Eric Peterson. I'm here with my very good buddy, Danny Jordan. Hola. We are coming to you live from Southern California. Hot, hot Southern California. It is hot. Golly, I wish it was I know. Hot. Why'd you go hoodie again today? I love this hoodie. It is a great hoodie. It says Chicago on it. You are showing a lot of pride. A lot of pride in my hometown. But yeah, welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show. This is uh, our five through one of our top ten songs about Santa Claus. Yes. So we're very excited about that because we had a very good list of... 10 through 6. Anytime we do songs. We love songs. Love them so much. We find like every possible tweak we can put <laughs> to on talk a about title more songs. to talk about more songs. Because yeah. really we just want every record label's attorney to yes. have us on their radar. That is really our <laughs> our mission here. Yeah. That is true. Universal, you know, Warner, think, all of them. Yeah. I think A, people like these episodes. They do. Seemingly. Um, we like these episodes. Because it's we're passionate about music, I think. Yeah. Both of us. Um, and I think we're passionate particularly about Christmas music. I would agree. I, I feel like both of us enjoy music. We're definitely not like uh, novices to music. But I also don't want to speak for you, but I don't feel like we're like major music heads in mm. just like music in general. Right. I definitely listen to music. I listen to radio. I'm like, it's, it's an odd thing. to be like, hey, you like music? Yeah, everybody likes music, <laughs> right? But I think that Danny and I really specifically enjoy Christmas music, old Christmas music, new Christmas music. We dig the way that it makes us feel, the way that it fills a house when you're decorating and you're getting ready for the holidays. So bear with us because we enjoy these music lists. Well, think about it. Like when... It is the holiday season. Yeah. It feels like Christmas music in some capacity is is the background Absolutely. to your space. Whether you're decorating, uh, whether you're baking something, whether you're driving your kids to school in the morning or you're like going to a, a holiday concert yep. and or you're singing Christmas carols at church or whatever it might be is like Christmas is one or Christmas music is one of those things that's just part of the fabric yeah. of, of the holiday season. And I feel like What's great about music is that, you know, we learned this in our last episode, the one-star reviews about, you know, Christmas movies, yeah. uh, is that, like, movies, like, you may not be super into, like, comedies like National sure. Lampoon's, or you maybe don't like Love Actually or whatever it is, but, like, music across the board feels like anyone can find a connection yeah. or enjoyment out of most Christmas songs. Yes. Right? Yes. I mean, like, I rarely hear a Christmas song. There's a few that I don't really care sure. for, but rarely do I hear a Christmas song where I go, what a piece of trash. Yeah. What a waste of my time. Don't ever play this song for me ever <laughs> right. again. Yeah. Um, so so I think that's why these music countdowns are so yeah. great, is it's something that we can all relate to. And it's fun, I think, I'm sort of putting myself into the mind of the listener right now, is that maybe the perspectives that we bring up or like little things about these songs that stand out to us they've never noticed before totally, totally or you know we've had so many people who've messaged us and are like gosh thanks for talking about jd mcpherson yeah. or jamie Collum or whomever it is i never heard of them until this show i definitely get a big kick out of 
introducing a new artist or a new song to our listeners and yeah. people responding to it and really being like, whoa, that's so cool. Like, I always thought that was the coolest thing, even when I was in high school, if somebody would be like, hey, listen to this band. Yes. And you're like, whoa, I've never heard of that. Like, I respected that person so much for, like, introducing me to, like, a whole new world of thoughts and feelings yes. and emotions. And I remember there, because when I was growing up and I was very young, I listened to, like, R&B and like boys to men and stuff like that. that sort of 112, stuff. you know, that stuff. <laughs> um, and I had no real connection to like punk rock or rock and roll in any way. Yeah. And I was at a Boy Scout summer camp and I remember there was a guy, I wish I could remember what his name was, um, who was like one of the older counselors and I was probably in, I don't know, sixth grade, seventh grade, something like that. And he was like, dude, this is Green Day. And like played me Dookie and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. <laughs> and like I had been listening only to like Boys to Men and R&B and then I was like punk rock is my world, you know. And I feel like it's been like a huge part of your huge world. Huge part of my ever life. Since. Yes. Isn't that funny? And it all comes back to this one, you know, camp counselor who was like, "Dude, you're going to like this." He played me, I remember he played me uh Green Day, he played me The Meat Puppets, <laughs> which is like <laughs> a, punk, a funny name. Very odd uh, you know, they were like sort of influential in uh nirvana nirvana would play meat puppet songs okay um he played me a little bit of nirvana and i think those were like the three big ones but green okay. day was sort of my and it's funny because now all the music that i even listen to to this day i can track back if i really go like mm. you know let's say i love tyler childers right now he's sort of a alt country kind of americana folky guy okay and i like him because i listened to the avid brothers and i listened to the avid brothers because they were sort of bluegrassy which made me think of this band mm. and i liked that band because i was into this band and that band because i listened to green day like i can track the whole like my whole sort of musical fandom and journey all back to like that one day where he was i remember him sliding across the oh picnic table like this is Dookie. And I was like, this is going to blow your <laughs> yeah. mind. I remember Wait till you see this kid. In my seventh grade uh, yearbook, there was some girl I remember. She was like a huge fan of Green Day. She wore like Green Day shirts to school yeah. all the time. And she like signed her name, like, you know, have a great summer. P.S. Green Day rocks. Yes. Like that. <laughs> Just the things that we like, she needed to let me know. Just let you know. That like, I where love she stood on that. Green Day. You know, a fun game I used to play when I was younger. I don't know if you've ever done this. But I used to love to try to come up with like what would the opposite band name be for groups. So like Green Day would be like Blue Night. Sure, yeah. You know, or like Limp Bizkit would be like Stiff Pastry. Uh huh. You know that sort of stuff. Ah, uh, stiff Pastry. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that I, I'm circling back to, there was something that I wanted to talk about in a recent episode yes. that I didn't mention. Okay. Um, so you know we just had the Thanksgiving Day Parade, which is like a big tradition. I don't know if it's like broadcast around the world. I would guess that maybe other countries see it. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely on YouTube. Um, so if you're around the world and you watch the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but it was pretty darn cool. So, you know, I've sort of like teased this a little bit and sort of talked around it a little bit throughout this season is I'm getting to do something that I've dreamed of doing. Very cool. Ever since the first time I went to see a Broadway musical, which was Mary Poppins, I went with my family right around the holidays years ago, back in 2009. And I remember sitting in the theater thinking, I want to be a part of this. Yeah. I want to help other people feel what I'm feeling sitting in this room right now because this is super special. And I didn't know what the road was going to look like. And 14 years later, I get to say I'm a co-producer of a brand new 
Broadway musical yeah. and one that I care a lot about the story of and I think is going to connect with a lot of people and I think it's going to change the landscape of Broadway but our show was selected to perform on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and it was just such a special thing. Tell them what the show's called. Just so the, the show's called How to Dance uh, in Ohio. It is based on a an award-winning, the Peabody Award-winning documentary of the same name that premiered on HBO back in 2015 about a group of young adults um, who are all a part of this same like family sort of counseling center um, in Columbus, Ohio. Um, all of these young adults are on the autism spectrum and Dr. Amigo who runs uh, Amigo Family Counseling Basically, he says, I think we need to throw a dance yep. and sort of like to, to challenge these kids and help them to grow, you know, in terms of like their ability to communicate and to organize and work together and social experience, all that. And it's this really um, beautiful story, not just about the kids, but their families. And what's really amazing about our show is that the seven leads are characters with autism, but the actors who are playing them are also on the spectrum yeah. um, as well. And our standbys are, you know, and swings are, you know, who need to cover those roles are on the spectrum as well. And it's just, it's really amazing to be a part of this and to, you know, it, it's a really wild, you know, to think back to when we first started this show and talking about the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and how it like is something I love watching that now I'm like connected to it in a whole new way is uh is really special so if you guys didn't get to see the, that performance you know just go on youtube and you know or go to you know search how to dance in ohio on instagram and there's there's clips everywhere to to check it out and we open on december 10th on broadway i'll, I'll be so there in exciting. 10 days My gosh. which is crazy like Dude, that's crazy. yeah i'm still trying to decide like what does one wear to like uh can i help uh, please Please help me because I was like, I guess I'll just get my suit pressed. No, 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 no. Do I have you to need like? A new suit. I need a new suit. I need a new suit. I don't have a lot of time. That's okay. <laughs> Can you help me? Yes. Please, because I was like, do I like tie into like the colors of the show in sure. some way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or maybe like the, the costumes that are involved because you know it's all centered around a dance. Like, yeah. should it be a tuxedo sort of vibe? Yeah. You think so? I think so. Okay. I think here's what I envision. Okay. It's a navy blue suit. Hmm. With a uh, velvet lapel. Oh, yes. Okay. Your shirt is going to be yellow because that's sort of the main color yeah. of the show, of the artwork, at least for the show. Yeah. But it's going to be ruffled, like a 70s ruffle uh, shirt. And then you're going to have a big navy blue fat bow tie. Oh, my gosh. I'm really excited about this. Where do I get these things? I will send you links. Because I'm guessing Macy's doesn't sell No, no, not at Macy's. No, this is going to be some ordering, but you're going to be able to get it in time. Don't worry. Oh, and then I'll, I'll post some pictures yeah, in, yeah. in the Patreon group yeah. so people can uh, see me there. But yeah, I'll be there and I'll, I'll get to you know hang out with, with your old friend uh, from, yeah. from the Shrek days, which yeah. is exciting. And it's, it's amazing. So um, it's really surreal and awesome. And I just, I'm, I'm grateful for so many so many reasons and I'm excited because while I'm there, I'm going to go see the tree and, you know, Rockefeller, which they just lit yes. last night. Yeah. Which uh, Kelly Clarkson hosted the special. She's so good. She's so great. Yeah. I love her. She, I was reading about it um, because I think she did her talk show was out here in LA. Right. But this last year she moved the talk show to New York. Right. At 30 Rock. Right? At 30 yeah. Rock. Yeah. So now she's like really in that 30 Rock family of hosting all. I'm sure she'll do an SNL. and. All oh, that. yeah. I feel like her star is just continuing to rise. Yeah. And you were sharing with me earlier that um, this was the 20th anniversary of her first performance at the tree, at the tree yeah. lighting. Yeah. From 2003 so cool. after American Idol. Season Isn't one. it wild how many things right now feel like they're in a 20 year cycle? Yeah. Like Elf. 
Yep. Just had its 20-year, yeah. Kelly Clarkson, 20 years. Yeah. I don't know. Christmas Story, 40 years. 40 years, yeah. which is... Tw- 220s. You know, 220s. <laughs> um, it's, I, I wonder, are we, does that mean we're about to start a new cycle of like all the things that were cool Maybe. back then coming back around again? Maybe. Maybe. I mean, fashion is definitely that way. Elf 2? Yeah, but remember they said they they can't do. He that. didn't want to do it. Yeah, oh, that's right. Will Ferrell because he read a script and he said it was like, eh, yeah, because it's got to be. It's got to be so good. It's got to blow it out of the water. Yeah. And plus, you know, he got to do Spirited, which yeah. was super fun. And yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, all things Christmas are, are happening. And uh, speaking of New York, I do have some Christmas news mm. to share. Christmas news. We interrupt our program to bring you this Christmas. I news. said that exactly the same way <laughs> as I said on that Christmas news. Oh, amazing. So we have one piece, or actually two pieces of Christmas news uh, that I want to share with you all right now. Uh, recently, Time Out Magazine did a story that uh, revealed that Brian Park is named the best Christmas market in the world, Whoa. which is amazing. And they were named this by uh, an organization called Planet Cruise. Okay. So there were a bunch of other like European markets. Now, I was, I was surprised. I, I do believe that Brian Mar- Park has a, an incredible Christmas market that I've yeah. walked around a couple of times. We've talked about it before, the ice skating. Yeah. But I don't know, like when I see all these images of a lot, a lot of the markets over in like Germany and Austria and stuff, like with the carousels and yeah. Ferris wheels and all this sort of stuff, I would expect them to beat out Brian Park. Yeah. Um, I but think there is a magic to New York City. Though. There is. You're that right. Is, that is undeniable, especially at Christmas time. Yeah. And I think that that, I, I obviously I don't know because we are Americans, so it's hard for us to speak for other cultures and other countries. But I think that even if you were from London or Germany or Australia or China, New York City at the holidays is iconic. Yeah, I do agree. I You know, when you read into this article, it looks like Planet Cruise based its findings on six factors, okay, which were... Number of stalls, mm-hmm. and when you look at Bryant Park, like they yeah, have the most by a yeah. pretty substantial amount, 180 stalls. Woo. That's wild. Um, the open dates, it has the most open dates of any Christmas market uh, in the world, or at least the top 10 list. Um, the TripAdvisor ratings, TripAdvisor reviews, Google search volume, and Instagram hashtag data. So they really factored in a lot of stuff, a lot of things. But I think you are right is that, you know, so many people in the U.S. may not be able to travel over to Europe for the sure. Christmas market. So, like, New York is a great place to travel for the holidays from the Rockefeller tree to the Rockettes, all the things. Would you call it your favorite New York uh, Christmas market? I think it's the only Christmas market I've been to in New York. Mm. Yeah. The one that's in Columbus Circle is really good. I love that one. Where is it at in Columbus Circle? Is it in... Kind of just on the edge of uh, Central Park. Oh, is it really? Yeah. I'm going to have to You know check that kind of out. area, like, so you have the circle that has yes. the Columbus statue, but then, like, just inside of the circle, there's kind of, like, there's a fountain-y kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. there, kind of all right in there. They do... Where they uh, usually, like, rent bikes in the yeah. summer and all that sort of stuff? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to go yeah. look for that, because that's one of my favorite, like, parts it's of New like, York to yeah. walk through in the holidays, because you have all those beautiful snowflakes that are hanging inside the shops. Yeah at Columbus Circle yeah. and then you just walk all along Central Park South end at Fifth Avenue and you got the Plaza Hotel yeah. which is obviously as we know where Kevin you know McAllister stays and then you walk down Fifth Avenue and you see all the beautiful yeah. window displays yeah. and then you get down to where Rockefeller is oh it's just that I'm going to be doing it yeah in a couple of weeks um, and then uh, also I don't know how we haven't chatted about this yet but uh, Mariah Carey 
is on tour. She is. For the holidays. Yeah. Um, the tour is called uh, Merry Christmas One and All. And it's been going on for about 15 days now. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, it looks like she is in Detroit. Then she goes to Chicago, Pittsburgh. Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. Did I say Detroit? Yeah, you're like, she's or, in Detroit. Do you say Detroit? Detroit, yeah. Detroit. Detroit. But Detroit down to Houston. They don't say sure. Detroit. <laughs> uh, then Chicago, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, New York, Boston, Philly, Baltimore, and then back to New York again. She's playing MSG uh, multiple times. So if you've been dying to see Mariah uh, on tour, now is the time. Looks like she's you know going to a lot of places that people yeah. could make their way to, and you can hear her uh, maybe sing all of those like iconic tracks. I don't know. That, I, I was, was little, I was gonna say was something. That a little backhanded. I was gonna say something to the effect of you could go pay a bunch of money to sit and watch her recordings, or you could sit at home and listen to it. And it's probably the same. That's true, but there's nothing like being there live. There's nothing like being, being there, there live. Live watching. And let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's not like Mariah Carey can't sing anymore. Correct. She can. Her range is not what it was. Neither is mine. So she definitely works a little bit with a track, but a lot of professional singers do. So not I, the end of the world. I do that regularly. That's right. That's I'm right. always working, but part of being a semi-professional singer is always having a track <laughs> always having playing a track behind you that sounds you. better yeah. than what you're singing. Absolutely. Ask um, Millie Vanilli. Um, <laughs> uh, so, that, was, that was cold and I catty, and I apologize. Cold. Cool. cool. Um, all right, folks. I have a fun little game that I'd like to try with you. Ooh, I love games. Um, so... I saw this list. It was a map of the United States, and it was listing. Uh, this is from tasteofhome.com. Okay. Uh, they're a, an authority on food and desserts and things like that. Like us with everything Christmas. With everything. Yeah, everything Christmas. <laughs> um, and they said what the favorite Christmas treats were of mm. each state in mm. the country. Mm. And so I'm going to toss out a few uh, of these treats, and I want to see if you can maybe identify which state they would be associated okay. with i think i can do this okay i do a lot of traveling there are a lot of repeats so some of them will be uh uh on multiple places is detroit on there uh detroit is in the state of michigan okay cool. do you want to guess what michigan's is to start off the bat is that how we're doing it i have to guess what no i'll say what it is that'll okay. be too hard okay um okay there are quite a few that have peppermint chocolate chip cookies Ooh. Which states do you think have peppermint chocolate chip cookies? Peppermint chocolate chip cookies. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with somewhere that feels evergreen, uh, like maybe Maine. Maine? Uh, no, Maine is chocolate truffles. Uh, what about Oregon? Let's see. Oregon? Close. Oregon's this one, right? It's the one yes. below Washington. Yes. Uh <laughs> They're peppermint bark. Oh. So you were close. Okay. That's close. Okay. I get one more try. Yeah. Go south a little. Maybe south of there, Southern California, or just California in California, general. California, peppermint I mean, like chocolate chip cookies. Okay. Is the top one. I would one. Have never guess that. Do you know which other ones have? Uh, Minnesota. Okay. Texas. And that's it. Okay. But peppermint chocolate chip cookies. I don't okay, know if I've ever seen this? a peppermint chocolate There is a, a road almost through the U.S. Mm. that has pudding. As many uh, as one, two, just three, pudding? four, just pudding. Four states have pudding, pudding, and they're all in a row. Okay, I okay. I'm gonna guess Tennessee. Yes, because we just had banana pudding that's there. That's right. Okay, yes, that's good thinking. So Kentucky. Uh, yes. Okay, we're testing my geography now. This is good. Okay, um, mine as well. <laughs> I'm looking at this. Would that be? Uh, should I go further north? Yep. So like uh, right above Ohio? Kentucky, 
but a little bit left. Oh, wait, left. Yep. Uh, that would be um, next to Ohio is Illinois. No, between Illinois and Ohio is Michigan. Nope, no, that's north. That's north. Uh, wait, between Ohio and Illinois is what state is there? Oh my gosh. The poor Hoosiers. Wait. The poor Hoosiers are oh, just Indiana. like. Oh, Indiana. How could oh, you? Oh, Indiana. Yes. Indiana. I'm sorry. Okay. And then there's one more south a little bit of Tennessee. Of Tennessee. Is that Alabama? That would be, but that's not the answer. Arkansas. Nope. Georgia. A little left. Oklahoma. Le- uh, more right now. Uh, Louisiana. Yes. Louisiana. <laughs> there you go. Those were the four Indiana, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Louisiana have okay. pudding. Pudding. I'll do one more for you. Okay. Um, red velvet pound cake. Red velvet pound cake. It's wild that it's not something more common. Yeah. These feel very specific. Red velvet pound cake. This feels like. Would this be southern? You think? Yeah. Um, we got a whole little. <laughs> okay. Is it going to be like South Carolina? Nope. They're fruit cake. Ooh, that's shocking. Yeah. But not so much because they're on South the eastern and seaboard. North Carolina are, are both, both fruit cake. cake. Yeah. Which I guess tracks because they're on the eastern seaboard yeah, yeah. in connection to like Europe, maybe yeah, from yeah, there. Maybe, yeah. Um, okay, so but you're it is... close. So Georgia, Georgia. Okay, red velvet pound cake. Okay, and then to the left is that would be Alabama. Alabama. Okay, and then to the left is Arkansas, Mississippi. Mississippi, of course. Yeah. That's what yeah. I meant to say. Which one's Arkansas? All right, this is Louisiana. Arkansas, Arkansas. That's Louisiana. Isn't that Mississippi? No. Is that Mississippi? Yeah. That's got to be Mississippi. That's got to be Arkansas. That's Georgia. What? Where's Alabama? It's one of those, isn't it? <laughs> Wait a second here. I got to pull, this up, is embarrassing. I gotta pull up a U.S. Okay. map here real quick. Alabama is next to Georgia. Okay. And then next to Alabama is Mississippi. So where's Arkansas? Arkansas is landlocked. It's above Mississippi a little bit and above Louisiana. I'm trying to pull oh, up a map Oh, that's Arkansas? Here. Cheesecake. Where's Arkansas? Oh, Arkansas's cheesecake. Cheesecake. Oh, okay. Okay. This is fun. This is good. I want everyone to pull out their maps and play along. With this, this is one. fun. <laughs> um, let me see if there's any other interesting ones that you'll okay. be like, where's that? What do you think it is in Hawaii? Ooh, that's a good question. I have to guess what it is? Yes. Uh, something with macadamia nuts in it, maybe? No. No? no? Okay. <laughs> good guess, though. Uh, something with a roll, maybe? No. It's a cheesecake. A flavor of cheesecake. Oh, um, would it be? I'll give you a hint. Oh, wait, what was that? You're cracking something and pulling it out. Is that like an egg? I think I know what it is. That's so weird. Oh, is it? That's... What is it? What? I wish people could see this. I want <laughs> what I'm to doing is I'm this. taking something and you're cracking I'm it apart. Coconut. Spinning it. Uh, I'm spinning avocado? it and breaking it. No. And then I'm licking one. Spinning half. it and breaking it. Yeah. Oreo cookies. Oreo. Is it really? Wow. Oreo cheesecake is the Whoa. number one favorite Christmas treat in Hawaii. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I totally thought you were going like a fruit yeah, that was of an or- some that sort was an there. Okay. There, here's the last one that's kind of funny. Washington's favorite Christmas treat, Skittles. What? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No. Who made this list? I feel like they're like, uh, let's just put taste a bunch of, of home. random taste stuff. Taste of home. Wow. There you go. I want everyone in Washington to chime in and let us know. Do you, are why Skittles? Is, why are Skittles? Are, is it big up there yeah. or did someone lie? That's what I want to know. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that's good. Eric, 
Now, this is thrilling. You know, um, we always love when we have guests who will come hang out with us on the show. And you know, last week, you and I, we were sharing our top five tips, tricks, hacks for the holiday season. I think we had so, some great lists. And we're so fortunate yeah. in that we have a close friend of the show who professionally does these sorts of things exactly. Tips, tricks, hacks. And she yeah. is a huge Christmas fan. And she's a longtime fan of the show, and she's joining us here on Christmas Countdown. Everyone, please welcome from HolidayFoodAndFun.com, Chandis Probes. Chandis, how are you? Woo, Chandis! <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. What awesome. a dream come true. <laughs> so good to see you, um, Chandis. You've been a you've been a longtime fan of the the show. How did you, how did you first Season discover how did you first discover us? Oh man, because I I thought I was the biggest Christmas fan in the world until I found you two. <laughs> And I was just looking at podcasts and I literally typed in Christmas and you came up. And oh, from wow. then on, you know, I signed up Patreon, the highest level. <laughs> I you know, I did everything I possibly could to to be your your number one fan. Aww. <laughs> we are so happy. Janice, you've you really have been the best. Janice has been helping us out with brand partnerships and she's been sending us lots of fun gifts and goodies and stuff like that. You know, I have to tell you, Janice, I used one of your um, blog posts as one of my entries on which what list was that, Danny? It was um, foods. Did we do a foods list? We did desserts. Is that yeah. It was the desserts list. You posted a really cool thing where you put stuffing into like cupcake molds and then you put mashed potatoes over the top like it was oh, whipped yeah. cream. And I was like, that's like the greatest thing I ever seen. I'm going to try to do it for Thanksgiving in a couple days. Yay. Oh, what an honor. That makes me so happy. You know, I created that recipe like 12 years ago back before it was like blogging.blogspot.com. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, you know, there was no SEO, but I deleted it because I was told it doesn't have SEO juice. And I was like, I'm bringing it back. I like that. <laughs> I brought it back recently. And it's so fun to serve because you put the chive sprinkles on. Yeah. Oh, it's, like it. it's brilliant. Do you do a version of it or can people do a version of that recipe where they do sort of like a gravy over the top, almost like sort of like a chocolate sauce? Mm. Yes, that would be really a beautiful shot too to be pouring it over. Oh yeah. Um yeah, I think that would be like the caramel on top of the cup. Mm, you know? Sure, yeah. So, no, but yeah, brilliant. it's delicious. You make your stuffing and put it in the tins, pull them out, and it's such a soft uh yummy stuffing savory cupcake as well and then yeah. you just put that mashed potato on and then gravy would be great. Mm. Well, we're big fans of what you're doing at HolidayFoodAndFun.com, and people can follow along. You know, we know we have a lot of people who love to, you know, follow pages on Instagram, various socials that are holiday specific. They can follow you at Holiday Food and Fun uh, on Instagram. I'm curious, like, what was it that sort of like drew you to recipes and just sort of like hacks and how tos in the holiday space specifically? Yeah, well, I started a holiday blog. 15, 16 years ago, or sorry, a regular food blog, 15, 16 years ago after I got diagnosed with celiac disease and found out I was gluten-free and just decided mm. to go headfirst into that. And my mom and I wrote a cookbook and did a tour with Barnes & Noble. It was so fun. And I had so much fun with that. But it's been 15 years. I kind of feel like gluten-free is just part of who I am now, where yeah. holidays and creating the magic, I realized like you guys did, there's so many people <clears throat> who want to create holiday magic, but don't know how. And yeah. so I thought there is not, a, there is no other blog that does all the holidays. There's maybe like a, a Halloween blog or a Christmas blog. 
but not that does all of them. And Christmas mm. is my favorite. So it's definitely the reigning champion. On the, <laughs> on the but I just decided to take all the magic that my mom made growing up. She was truly before Pinterest. She was Pinterest in her mind. Mm. She created the most magical memories and moments my brothers and sisters and I still talk about. And I just wanted to share that with my kids, but then also help other families experience yeah. that. I, I saw That's a meme amazing. just the other day that said, I'm now realizing as an adult that all of those magical memories that I had as a child were really my parents putting in tons of work to create those for me. Like you don't really realize it when you're a kid, you're just like, whoa, the house looks awesome. Christmas is great. But you don't realize yeah. like the hours that your parents are putting up decorations and getting up on the roof and doing all that stuff. So yeah, it's yeah. I love that, that you did that sort of as a homage to your parents, which is really, very, very cool. Well, but, thank you. I love and the that. Funniest I have a sweatshirt that says Mrs. Claus, but married to the Grinch. Cause I don't know how <laughs> I married the least holiday centric. Oh no. <laughs> so my, my whole life goal is also to get him culminated. To yes. Loves the holidays. I'm getting him closer as you can see like our bedroom and yes, <laughs> we do it all. But one day he'll want to do it. <laughs> I love That's that. amazing. You we'll just have him, it. you know, keep listening to our show and slowly we'll get him to make the transition over. Um, so Chandis, as we shared, you know, at the beginning, uh, you know, last week, Eric and I shared like our top five, each of our top five tips, tricks, hacks for the holiday season. Um, but we wanted to bring you in because you really are an authority in this space. So we would love for you to share with our listeners right now, your five through one tips and tricks for how to thrive at the holiday season. Perfect. I'm so excited. Okay. So I watched this show, so I know how it goes. We're starting with five. We're working on <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you. Shandice, <laughs> I guess I say before you even start, thank you for doing that. Because we, as our <laughs> listeners know, we have had guests that have come onto the show who don't, just don't understand the format that we're doing a top 10 or a top five list and we start at the end and we're work to number one. It seems pretty self-explanatory to me and Danny, but you know, some people don't get it. So thank you very much, Shannon. Oh, that's amazing. Well, the whole point is it's working towards that yeah. number one, you know, that yeah. feeling. So, so number five for me is plan, plan, plan ahead. My making Christmas magical book. This is not mine. This is my friends, but it comes out in September and I start going through and I'm saying, okay, we're going to plan our, we're planning out things that we're going to do. We're planning out charities we're going to support. We're mm. planning um, some, sometimes I'm pretty classic with my decorations because I'm so nostalgic. I don't like to change it up, but sometimes I'll say, all right, we're going to get a few new decorations for this room or something. Yeah. But it's a whole planning. For me, this is mine. Um, what is that book called? So this is Making Christmas Magical. My friend, Tony from Design Dazzle, she created it mm. and she has it on her blog and I'll give you guys a link for everything cool. I should tell you. But, um, and she was so cute. This was her printed version and we were at an event together and she saw the map, the twinkle in my eyes, just staring <laughs> at it. I was like, oh my gosh. And she goes, Chandice, you need this more than I do. <laughs> what a friend. <laughs> only copy and she said yeah it's my only copy it's my special one and i'm like ah! so that's awesome it's she just she made a magical moment for me as an adult in that Aww. so but it has so many fun things because it has all of like things to make it has your calendars it has ideas for all i want for christmas you know all these different printables so this is the printed version but there's also a digital version. Wow, so you can nice. do it. But I just pull it out every year and I use it. But you can use anything. My whole point was to tell you, 
you can use a piece of paper. You can use the notes in your phone because I do a combo in my phone. I have like my Christmas notes, but planning ahead helps you with getting to my other ones will help you enjoy the holiday season because you've planned ahead. Mm, if that makes sense. That's a great tip. That's a solid number five, starting out strong. What do you got at yeah. uh, number four? Yeah. Okay. So going along with that, number four is meal prep and batch cook ahead. Mm, so mm. when you're making a Saturday morning breakfast casserole, make two, wrap it up in tinfoil, freeze it. All you have to do is pop it out and then you don't have to worry about it on That's December smart. You know, 25th or 15th. So we make lots of extra soups, lots of extra casseroles, because those are fun during the holidays. <laughs> and casseroles. Um, even like making your homemade cinnamon rolls and getting them par frozen, getting them to that point. So you have more time mm. to be with the people you so yeah. and then another one is we love um doing Christmas cookies, like taking do you remember back in the day when all your neighbors would bring a gift yes. to your house? Like oh, yeah. a little plate of cookies. And yeah. I remember getting a bottle of Sprite and it would have a sign that says, may your Christmas be merry and Sprite and things like that. <laughs> Was that just Utah or did that happen where you grew up too? <laughs> uh, not the Sprite bottle, but the idea of bringing like a plate of homemade Christmas cookies definitely happened. Okay. 100%. So the Christmas cookies are my favorite. Yeah. And so, but, but making that many different varieties all at once is hard. So you can start making your Christmas cookies in October and yeah. freezing them. And then you pull them all out and you have them all on the counter and you can assemble those cute little plates for your neighbors. So I love it. That's brilliant. Making a head. That's absolutely brilliant. Very I love good. that. Um, all right. What do you got? At, what do you add at number three? Perfect. Number three. So establishing what traditions matter to you and your family early in the season getting rid of ones that just cause you undue stress that no one cares about anyway, and then keeping the ones that matter most. So I found this yeah. darling printable that my family each filled out and it said like their favorite foods at Christmas, their favorite traditions, their favorite, it was all of their favorite things. And I have five kids and a hubby and they were all different. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> I, things that I thought were important, didn't care about. So didn't why care, yeah. on there? You know what I mean? That's amazing. I love that. Can that's, people and I like the I like the getting input from the family. That's that's smart. Yeah. And can people find these like printables that you're talking about? Are these available on holidayfoodandfun.com? I'll link everything for you guys. Yes. Perfect. And all of our favorite Christmas cookies and treats and our freeze ahead, all of that stuff I'll share. Oh, please do. And we'll share with the audience as well. Um, Cause I know people are probably eager. They're probably Googling away as they're listening to this yeah. segment right now, trying like, where's this printable? Cause I got to get on this right now. Um, yeah. This is great. I, I feel like all of this is really like all about taking away stress and being able to be present in the holiday yeah. season, which is what we're, we're all about. Uh, what do you got at number two? So, and with that, I wanted to show you one of, with that, before I go to number two, with the traditions, one of my favorite traditions that I started for you boys as well is the, my, our favorite book with the ornaments. Oh, remember that yeah, last yeah, year? yeah. Yeah. I've, that's awesome. We've got them on the trees so, here in the studio. Yeah. 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 So every night we sit down and my kids actually said that was one of their favorite. It's still one of my favorites. My brother, my sister, we read a special book and then there's an ornament that goes with it. Okay. This cost me like. 10 cents to me, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, but each book has an ornament and then we have a special tree that has all of our book ornaments. And so each night the kids look forward that's to that. Cool. So that's one of my favorite, just in case someone is like, okay, but I don't have any traditions, share those with me, which is another thing I was going to say is that on holiday food and fun, we're also sharing some of our favorite traditions. So if people are like, that's so great that you grew up with that magic, but I didn't. So what mm. kind of traditions do you recommend? Can the I book start? Yeah. 
is my favorite. And then we also have um, a couple others that we've shared over there, like a Bethlehem dinner that we do on Christmas Eve, which is so oh, fun. Cool. What's um, a Bethlehem so dinner? So that one is all candlelight. We have wood plates and we have like these rolled down brown paper sacks filled with like nuts. And then we do like dolmas, like grape leaves. And I, yeah. the first year, my husband's like, um, where's the meat? So I didn't have chicken. <laughs> Give me some skewers. Yeah. But now I do a roast chicken to make it more nice. for, for him, but it's all these like kind of Bethlehem. And then we have a, a beautiful round candle, um, all different candles and they all have different names of Christ because we're celebrating Christmas and yeah. we just do this Bethlehem dinner and it's in the candlelight on wood plates. It's so beautiful. I love Janice, that. Will you do, will you do me a favor the next time you have your Bethlehem dinner? Will you play the song? We three cows from it's cow Christmas <laughs> during your Bethlehem dinner. <laughs> Because it's all about the cows being there in Bethlehem. So I'm just saying. It, it's... <laughs> there's, and you need, there's some books that I think you'd like. Because there's some books about like little lambs and cows that like warmed yes. baby Jesus. It's so cute. So I love it. yes, we'll play cow Christmas. Thank you. Thank you. All right. <laughs> what do you got at number two? Sorry. I just thought no. of like rather than Mary and Joseph, Murray and Joseph. I just had to get that out <laughs> of my right, head. Yes. Because it was going to run around in my head for the rest of the day. I just had to get it out. You had to say it. I had, you had to, to release it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's perfect. You need to tell them to make a cow Christmas, too. And they can yes. that. Yes. 100%. Right. So, so number two for me is Moody, did you know? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll stop now. <laughs> All right. Keep going, Janice. Sorry. Sorry. Oh, no. Um, number two is document the moments, but not mm. like you might think. So everyone's taking pictures and, and video. Well, that's not very present. Um, so my favorite thing is to have a Christmas journal, which I'm sending them to you guys. Um, so you guys have your own, um, but it's a Christmas memory book. And so it's so cute. So, and you can do any, this one's on sale for $5 now. Like really? Each yeah, and it's gorgeous. Look at this. So it has like um haul out the holly. The first thing we did to celebrate Christmas in our home was blah blah blah. Um That's the, cool. when we started playing Christmas music, here's how we decorated some of our decorations, and then it has the calendar. And then it goes on oh. to like answer all these questions like ways we celebrated Jesus' birth, our family celebrations, our favorite foods, events we did. But it's so cute and it's a five years. So I have you have That's and then cool. Five years. So I, I love find that. Yeah, I find that taking pictures and videos are great, but the going back and listening to your voice mm. in a journal is so memorable. Yeah. And you can belong to your kids too, you know? That's amazing. That. that is documenting uh, the, the journey. And then my number one is be present in the moment for yourself and your family. And if you've done these things five through two, if you've planned ahead, if you've meal prepped and gotten your cookies ready and frozen them, if you've established some traditions that matter and gotten rid of things that don't so you're not overwhelmed, if you've documented the moments and, and created those special moments in your Christmas journal, then number one, you can truly be present with the people that you love and and enjoy the season. And I was going to say, if you guys have never seen that episode of The Office where Jim and Pam on their wedding day, they kept going, click, it was a mental picture. Mm, Instead yeah. of the camera it was a mental picture and i know that we want to document photos and video too but there's moments that really shouldn't be they're, they're meant to be for just your heart yeah you know yeah. i agree that's an incredible yeah, that's so great yeah. 
I love that one. That was a great, great list. Um, Chance, yeah. this has been, <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I got a little thicklemped there. I was a, <laughs> a little emotional with your list, which is great. Um, that's what we love on this show. Um, Chance, thank you so much for being a supporter of ours and for being a friend and for helping us out so much. Um, everybody go check out, uh, holiday food and fun, uh, com. You can see the Instagram at holiday food and fun. Follow Chandis. Give her some love. Um, everybody, let's give it up for Chandis Prost. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Oh, Chandis. We are so happy to have had you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's lovely to be here. Oh. And Danny, what do you think? Uh, I hear that Chris might have a game for us today. Uh, Chris, you got a wheelie game for us today? I do have a wheelie game. Let's play a wheelie game. <laughs> so we have the trusted, iconic holiday foods wheel here. Great. I love the colors. And we're doing a... Overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated? Love it. Yeah. Well, maybe do what? Like three spins, yeah. maybe? Yeah. yeah. Let's do three. Yeah. Let's give it a go. Here we go. Ooh. Spiral, spiral cut, cut ham. Ooh. I love <laughs> spiral cut ham. Oh, that uh, really small lunch that I had today is like, yeah. I'm like, ooh, I could really go been, for a it nice... It would have been better with some spiral cut ham. I want ham. like some spiral cut ham on some nice warm rolls with some mashed potatoes mm. and some stuffing mm. and maybe a little gravy. Yes. Ooh, and just f you fold the ham so it's real thick, so you get a real thick bite of You know what's great ham. about ham? Ham is good cold or hot. That's true. We talked about it before. You like grab a little piece off and oh, just sort of walk around the house late at night. You feel so like you're good. being bad. With some, with what some are you cold doing ham? There? Nothing. Just eating ham. Nothing. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go underrated. Uh, I would. I think it is yeah. well respected, right. but I don't think it could possibly be respected enough. Now, is it just straight up ham or is it honey baked ham? Spiral cut. I I think let's assume that it's honey baked, because. It's got some maple. It's got some. I cinnamon. feel like we don't chat enough about how great the combination of that sweet outside rind is, salty with the salty ham in the middle. It it needs to be like a hero dish. Yes. It needs to have. It needs to be in a, a have its own era. Yes. Like Swifties yes. like to say. Yeah. So I'm gonna say underrated. underrated I agree with you. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We love spiral cut. Mm, love it so yeah. much. That was a good one. All right. Let's give it another spin. This is a good one to talk about. I agree. This is a good one because I feel like candy canes get plenty of press. So much press. Candy canes are everywhere. One of the most iconic things. They have Definitely. their own decorations. They got you put hanging on trees. People put them in the yards. People eat them. They put them in drinks. Yeah. They put them in cookies. Yeah, they're everywhere. Put them in bark. Yeah. But are they all that they're cracked up to be? Ooh. Truly cracked up to be. To be, yes. I, uh, I'm going to go overrated. Like, I'm just going to come out and just say it. I would say I'm going to put them in between perfectly rated <laughs> and overrated. So I'm agreeing with you that they are overrated, but they're not like, oh, my God, candy canes are overrated. Right. I don't think it's that. But I'd say that maybe a little overrated. I think they're very overrated. I just Do you I, not like the taste of peppermint? I like the taste of peppermint. I just, I guess for me, like the shape of it, like the end of it, like which end am I starting on? Sure. Um, I don't very know. Sticky. They are. They get very sticky, especially once you have children. Ugh. Like, oh, if you're I right. give my two-year-old yeah, anything that's like a lollipop form, like 
this just happened recently where she's like, she really wants lollipops when we go to gymnastics. And so I'll give her one sometimes when, you know, if I just feel like she's earned one, but then I'll take her out of the back of the car about five minutes later. And literally the drool of the lollipop is all over her hands, all Everywhere. over her face. literally this little straps, you know, for the it's thing. It's like they take it and they press it against every part of their face. But what's, neck. I don't know how, and she'll get through it in like five minutes. Meanwhile, my five-year-old's like, nip, nip, and she's gotten through like, I don't know, 10% of her lollipop in the same amount of time. And my two-year-old just like devoured the whole thing. So I, I don't know. I think they're overrated. I think they taste fine, but they're just not easy to consume, I don't think. I don't know that I ever get like the way that we reacted to spiral cut ham. I've yeah. never seen a candy cane and been like, ooh, they got candy, candy canes. canes. <laughs> you know, I, so I think I'm going to go just slightly overrated. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. One more. Here we go. This is fun. Yes. Oh, I know. Eric's going to love this one. <laughs> roasted chestnuts. Chestnuts roasted. That's the only thing they got going for them. Is they're, they're a major player in a great song. Yeah. But beyond that, for me, I'm going over it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I've ever actually had roasted chestnuts. Sure. You said you've had roasted like walnuts, pecans. Yeah. Cashews. Yeah. Almonds. I don't think I've ever had roasted chestnuts. chestnut. Yeah. Do they, Chris, do you know, maybe Eric, you know, because you know, you've spent a lot of time in New York in the winter, those carts that we've chatted about, mm-hmm. Nuts for Nuts, do they do chestnuts there or do they just do like the more common like cashews and I don't think that the nuts for nuts people do chestnuts, but a lot of the other carts that have like hot dogs and like yeah. pretzels and stuff will have chestnuts there as well. Roasted chestnuts. One thing's for certain. If somebody can make a great hot dog, they can roast some great chestnuts. <laughs> They're definitely mutually explicit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, these guys make great pretzels, yeah. which means they probably roast great probably chestnuts. Good and they're probably roasters. huge Nat King Cole fans, yeah, yeah. too. Oh, my gosh, um, that's But I, maybe I'll try it when yeah. I'm out there, you know, See in you like find 10 days. I'll try to find some, and maybe I'll put it up on our Instagram. Yeah. And but you got to listen to the song while you're eating them. Oh, yeah. And now, will that boost up my feelings about I'm them? I'm sure it will. Should I sit by a whole an open fire? Yeah, I think so. I need to find someone named Jack. <laughs> Have him nip my nose while I'm at it. <laughs> my nose. Midtown, I could probably do that. That's pretty good. <laughs> Sure, you could find somebody named Jack that will bite Jack you on the nose. Nip my nose. Can somebody bite my nose? It's like, I Is your name Jack? I Keep you, moving. I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> I'm Jack. I'll bite your nose. That actually Come on sounds over. like a funny bit if some guy was just like, like he's Jack Frost offering like nose nippings. Yeah. At <laughs> the winner. Uh, anyway, this is getting ridiculous. Um, that was good. Uh, Chris, uh, thank you very much for the over-under. I like that game. We should do more of that. We should do that. Or not sure. over-under. Uh, perfectly rated, overrated. That means kind of over-under. It's kind of over-under. But when you think over-under, you think Gambling. betting on sports. Yeah, yeah. Before we get to our countdown, yes. uh, I do want to chat about a film that is coming out this weekend on Hallmark Channel, yes. which I'm excited about. And I think this is one of those films that's going to connect with a lot of Hallmark Channel movie fans because I, I feel like... It's in like the pocket. It's in the pocket. Anything that feels like it involves like love and a connection to like royalty yes. feels like it is right in that hallmark channel movie pocket. last year i think it was called the royal nanny yes. it was about the nanny that like had to watch the prince's kids or whatever but and she was she, like an mi yeah she was like agent yeah, who was yeah. undercover or yes. something like that that one was good i like yeah that. i'm i'm excited about this one and we're seeing some familiar faces yeah um, what's it called so this is called a not so royal christmas a not so royal 
But so I bet it will, will there be, be royalty involved? <laughs> I'm sure there will, will there be. not be royalty involved? I mean, I think you throw the word royal in there, you have to assume. We have experts. There's going to be some, some royalty involved. Uh, so this movie stars a familiar face who we uh, loved. I loved him yeah. in uh, Jolly Good Christmas uh, last holiday yeah, season, one, yeah. which remember they had the Windsor Wish, which I was like, is that a real thing? Is yeah. it not a real thing? And he had the, the shopper, uh, Angie, who was helping mm-hmm. him you know, find the gift. But he's back again. For another film set, yeah. uh, looks like overseas and a not so royal Christmas. We also have Brooke Dorsey, who's in the film as well. Uh, basically, this is the way they describe it: is tabloid journalist Charlotte is going to attempt to land an interview uh, with a reclusive count. Hmm. Uh, in response, the royal family has a groundskeeper poses the count since the real one fled years ago. Whoa! Now, what I want to know about this: yes, is the count going to come back? The one that fled. The one who fled. And is the person, is the groundskeeper, does he look similar to the Count? Right. Like, do you ever see the movie Dave with Kevin Klein? Oh, yeah. Where he's like the president, but he's like a presidential impersonator. And then he like goes to Dude, become the president. It's so wild you're saying this. Have you seen the hero art for this movie? No. The guy who's in it looks like... Kevin Klein? He does! Doesn't he look like oh, Kevin yeah. Klein? Like, it feels like it's got some of that... Dave, yeah, yeah. maybe that was part of like maybe. the story behind it. But I'm curious, you know, I, is is he going to come back? It feels like he's coming back because that's not Will Kemp, no, in that photo, and it's not Kevin Klein either. It's some other gentleman who looks like them. Uh, but I'm I'm excited for this one. This one feels like it's got a lot of like mystery, yeah, to it of like, and how's the count going to come back? And then does she fall in love with the groundskeeper? But right. then the count really does she comes. get to write her story? Does she get to write her story? What is the story in Does love get in the way? I don't know. There's so many things that are involved here. Um, and if the count comes back and she falls in love with the groundskeeper, but she marries him, then does she not become a part of the royal? We need answers. Hallmark, we need answers. We can't wait to see this. Well, good news is we're going to get all of those answers uh, this Saturday night at 8, 7 Central when a not-so-royal Christmas uh, premieres. Um, And what I love is like when I'm trying to like do research into like these films and like learn more about them, like we were just talking about the, you know, photo that I showed you, like the hero photo of them standing in front of this like beautiful estate. Um, All of this is available on the Hallmark Movie Checklist app, which has just been a huge uh, help for me all throughout the holiday season because 31 movies, as we've talked about, it's a lot to keep track of. Um, And I love that I can go in and favorite ones if I see like some art that looks fun or a title that looks sort of fun. or Set a reminder for yourself. Set a reminder and write a review. You know, we we love sharing our voices with people. So I think that's a a fun feature uh, in there as well. So if you're looking for something to do this weekend, which I'm sure you are, uh, make sure you check out A Not-So-Royal Christmas um, and we'll find out what's going to happen. Charlotte, is she going off the groundskeeper? Let us know. I don't know. I can't, can't wait. wait to see. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Check, Check it, out it out this weekend. All right, uh, Danny, I think we should get to the countdown, yeah? I'm so ready. Speaking let's of counts. Count. Let's get down. to the countdown. That was good. That was seamless. <laughs> I love it. Okay, folks, this is our five through one of top ten songs about Santa Claus. Uh, as a reminder, as we always do, my ten through six was... Uh, Claus versus Claus by J.D. McPherson. Mm. Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Frank Sinatra. That You, Santa Claus by Louis Armstrong. Santa Can't You Hear Me by Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande. Santa's Coming for Us by Sia. And now we're to my number five. Mm. This is yet another version of Santa Claus is oh Coming to God. Town. 
And this is a song that I have talked about on this uh, countdown before. Not this countdown, but this show before. Right. And that's uh, Bruce Springsteen's Santa Ooh. Claus is Coming to Town. The live version, it's so good. As I mentioned before, just the way that he says, like, you've been good this year. Oh, that's not many. Not, not many. many. <laughs> and Clarence is getting the new saxophone. And just the way that he's, like, responding to the crowd. And he's such a cool – I mean, Bruce Springsteen is the boss. He's the coolest rock star, right? Yeah. And the fact that he would, like – I'm trying to think of the right word, not lower himself, but like be vulnerable enough with mm. himself to enjoy Christmas in like a very lighthearted, fun way and not be like, I'm a rock star. I can't be, I'm too cool for this. You know, like <laughs> right. he really gets into it and really, you can just picture him like with a Santa hat on, doing the whole thing, oh, yeah. cut off sleeves, shirt, but still being like, the boss. You know, <laughs> I just love this song. It helps that it was on the, um, uh, very special Christmas album right. that I grew up just sort of loving. Um, but yeah, my my number five is going to be the Bruce Springsteen version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. Let's listen to a little bit of it right now. It's all cold down along the beach. The wind's whipping down the boardwalk. <laughs> hey, man! You guys know what time it is? Guys, all been good and practicing real hard. Yeah, clients, you've been you've been rehearsing real hard now. So Santa, bring you a new saxophone, right? Everybody out there been good or what? Oh, that's not many, not many. You guys are in trouble out here. <laughs> How can you not get just jacked up for that song? It's perfect. I feel like it's the the best way to kick off our top five yes. because I feel like it's set. It has set the tone. Yes. Um, all right. So high energy. All right. So recapping uh, my 10 through 6, uh, I let off at number 10 with Everybody's Waiting for the Man with the Bag by K-Star. Uh, number 9, I had Santa Baby by Michael Buble. Uh, number 8, I had The Man with All the Toys by the Beach Boys. Number 7, I had Santa Claus is Coming to Town by the Jackson 5. Uh, number 6, I had Here Comes Santa Claus by Bing Crosby and the Andrews Sisters. And at number 5... I got to go with a song that I knew a very specific part of it from one of my favorite Christmas movies of all okay. time, which is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yep. But I don't, I never did the work to go find the song, but I found the song. Okay. And I want to play it for everybody right now. It is Hey Santa Claus by The Moon Glows. Mm. Here we go. I mean, That's good. it's so good. Any song, as you know, and I'm sure our listeners who've been with us for years know, any song that gives love to the bass in the group. Yes. I'm all about. Yeah. Like, yeah. he just gets his moment to shine. Yeah. Um, I love the moment when that song uh, plays is when, uh, when Clark goes shopping you know, out at the department store. And it's just such a funny moment yeah. uh, within the framework of that story. And I'm just so glad that I finally found it. Uh, it feels like it's got doo-wop elements to it. It feels like it's got a little bit of like 
sort of like the jazzy blues element to it as well. Um, anything that's like four dudes singing harmonies yeah. always connects with Feels me. Feels like it's on a street corner, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I could picture those guys singing that song outside of the department store. Yeah. Uh, and frankly speaking, I hope I hear some doo-wop group yeah. somewhere this holiday season standing somewhere singing that song. So uh, I got to give it up. If you have not uh, listened to that song recently, uh, go look it up. It is Hey Santa Claus by The Moon Glows. I love that. I was uh, kind of unfamiliar with that song, but I'm going to add that to my list. It's so, so good. Yeah. Um, Okay. So my number four song is another version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. (laughs) Uh, Number four, and this is going to be the Michael Buble version Okay, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. This is your fourth one you said? This is, I think, my third version of it. But we've got... We've got more to go. We've got more to go. (laughs) Got more to go. Um. Okay, now the reason that this one is so high is literally for one tiny little part of the song. Okay. But it's so good, and it's maybe one of my favorite moments in any Christmas song. So I'm just going to jump right to that part to play for you. Okay. Um, and you'll see why I love this song. Here we go. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming. I'm in the big fat man with the long white beard. He's coming to town. Oh, it's just the the big fat man with the long white beard. He's just like walking that baseline. It's so good. As a former Barry Sachs player, I love a good bass walk down. And so, again, we've already established that I enjoy the song Santa Claus is Coming to Town. But they each have their own little nuances, and this one has that part. And I think I sing that little bit, like just a cappella as I walk through my day, at least once a day. At some point in my day, I go, you know, the big fat man with the long white beard is coming to town. (laughs) I just, I love it so much. So that's going to be my number four selection, Santa Claus is Coming to Town by Michael. So good. So good. Uh, All right. And my number four is a song that when I originally put my list together, it was number 10. Mm. Then it was nine. Then it was six. Then it was five. And it moved its way all the way up to four. Every time I would go through, because I've been working on this list, Eric, let me tell you, for probably like two or three months. I know. And I've been building this playlist on my Spotify. And every time, like, I'll hear a new song on the radio, or, you know, I just would look another song up by Santa, or one would pop in my head. I just kept plugging them in. Can I tell you something? Interestingly, yeah. to going off of what you're saying right yeah. now, last night when I was putting my list together, I went onto Spotify and I searched songs about Santa. And the only playlist that came up was by Danny Jordan. You <laughs> and your playlist <laughs> came up when I searched songs about Santa. Did you save it? I did. I've got four saves. So I did. One is me. One, is, one me. is you. And I want to know who the other two people are out there. They're like, wait, somebody actually did this? Yes. Um, but yeah, there's like, how many songs do I have? It's like almost two hours yeah. worth of songs yeah. about Santa Claus. And we'll chat more about them in the bonus. But did you, so do you know where I have things placed? I didn't look in any okay. kind of order. I did go through it just to see like what songs were in there. Okay. Because um, what I did is like I just kept dropping songs in and yeah. then I went on the desktop version of Spotify and to you can drag and order. drop yeah, and I just yeah. kept moving them around. And this song just kept climbing and climbing right. and climbing. And it's Sia. Santa's coming for us. You know, it was in one. it was in your top ten. Um I, every time I I it's just so darn good. Every song on that album <laughs> yeah. is feel good. You know, yeah. it's no secret to people who love our show that Candy Cane Lane 
I see it as one of my... Sing it for the people. You know they want to hear it. Take a trip down Kandakalan with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I haven't done that in a while. The the people were missing it. That is the only thing about Candy Canes that's underrated. <laughs> is Sia's version of Candy Cane Lane, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> but funny. I just... The album is great. You look at the artwork for this the album like her with the red and green wig it just Mm -hmm. and the bows in her hair it just feels so like like big and splashy and whimsical and every one of her songs has that vibe to it um so at number four i gotta give it up for my bff she doesn't know it but we are bffs uh sia and that's santa's coming for us nights are getting short and a hot chocolate fills the air Christmas cheer does too Picking me your Christmas tree so lovely The joy this time it brings to you So good. You cannot listen to that song and not smile. You cannot listen yeah. to Candy Cane Lane and not smile. Snowman is like it's not necessarily like a like a smiley bop but it's just like it's a take on sort of like a ballad at christmas but that is like about a snowman i just love the quirkiness i love how different it is it doesn't feel like all the other christmas music that we know and love so i want to give it up to to sia um and that bop santa's coming for us so good strong strong i love that it climbed the charts dude slowly i kept telling my wife i was like it's up to number seven now because i sometimes i'll like debate like i'll be listening to it and she'll like come into like the bathroom while i'm getting ready and i'm like i don't want to spoil anything for you and she goes this is one of the perks of being married to one of the hosts (laughs) as i get to find out soon ahead Uh, of the time yeah exactly that's great um all right my number three can't believe we're up to number three wow. is yet another version of santa claus is coming <laughs> is that three in a row that's three in five, a row four three it's uh five four three and so i have four total wait what was your number six uh number six was uh santa's coming for us oh okay see okay yeah. so i had the sinatra version at nine. Oh, copy that and okay. then i had five four three were all versions of, okay uh so this is the last one on my <laughs> list um, and this is the version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town by The Crystals, Ooh. which are a Phil Spector-produced um, band. They had the famous song, And Then He Kissed Me, oh, you know, yeah. that sort of like very six, late 60s, early 70s kind of vibe, you know. Yeah. Um, and the reason I like their version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town is when I listen to it, I feel like I'm in a Martin Scorsese movie. I feel like I'm in Goodfellas okay. in some way. I don't know if this song is in Goodfellas, but it feels like it is during like right after they've done the Lufthansa like heist and they all yeah. got a bunch of money and it's Christmas time and and Robert De Niro's like, "What are you spending money for? I told you you couldn't spend money. <laughs> the, the fuzz is gonna be on to us." You know, I just it gives me such that like New York kind of like. 70s late 60s kind of feeling i love it let's listen i don't to think just, i've ever heard this oh you i'm sure you have you better watch out it's so good yeah this song is so good it's a great song oh my gosh oh i love it that is such a great version of that song. It is. It doesn't it feel like you're in like 
just like you're walking like it has upbeat energy it feels like i got like a bag from macy's and mm-hmm. a bag from bloomingdale's and i'm walking down the street in oh, 1969 and i got a long like trench coat on, coat on or yeah. something oh it's so good scarf all the things yes. i gotta add that to yeah. my playlist i'm gonna take some of your stuff and i'll do like what we normally do is i'll yeah. build a playlist uh, on our christmas countdown page on spotify and i'll put it in the episode notes so people can go uh, check out all of our Love selections it. uh all right number three for me, I had to include this group on the list. This is another one that just kept climbing, mm-hmm. climbing the charts. Originally, my top five was a lot of classics. Mm-hmm. And then they started sort of shuffling down, shuffling down as I realized. Because in the beginning, I was like, well, I, I don't want to like insult the classics, you know, my, my, sure. my the legends, the icons. But I was like, your what do I want to listen to the most? Yeah. You know, as we say on Theater Countdown, you know, your list, your life. Yeah. Don't get it twisted. Just get it listed. That's, ooh, I like that. That's what Ben Cameron says on That's Theater Countdown. <laughs> I might have to steal it. So I'm going to go with a song by Pentatonix. Mm, yeah. They've got no love so far. Up on the Housetop. That's a good one. It is, right? It's so good. When we think about Up on the Housetop, at least for me, I feel like I've chatted about this before, is like I think about like junior high, intermediate band. Totally. Your white shirt, your black tie, or your red tie that you wear specifically for that with your black pants. And you're like waiting backstage and you're so nervous. And you got the snare going. You know, sort of the situation. Like, that's what I I think I like most closely associate with this. It just feels like a dated song. But when Pentatonix does it, and they take it over. They breathe some incredible life into it. So let's uh, let's take a little listen to "Up on the Housetop" by Pentatonix. Thank you. Love that syncopation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the part I love, I think, the most in that song is when they break it down. They go, "We're talking about Dasher, Dancer, Prince, yes. and Count." Oh, oh, like he gets all. I, it's just that song. I feel like just it is high energy, and it's like yeah. you said, stank face. Yeah. From the very beginning, all the way uh, through the end, and I, you know, I think what I realized, you know, when I started putting this list together is like when you put this type of list you start just searching santa claus yeah but there's so many songs that don't have santa in the, in title, the title that yeah. are about yeah. santa and that is definitely one of them so yeah. you can't have a music list on our show and not have pentatonic so that's why i had them at uh at number three i love that um all right my number two yes when i was reading my list to sophie last night i was like what do you think is this a good list <laughs> as i was going through it and i was up to number two and i hadn't said this one yet i saw sophie's eyes getting bigger and bigger like where are you going to put this song? It better be near the top because it's a favorite of ours. Can I guess? Yeah, yeah. What do you think it is? Is it Harry Connick Jr.? Not in this slot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is by Megan Trainer. Oh. And this is I Believe in Santa. It's oh, the one that goes, yes. Santa is coming. Santa is real. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's just I don't have that such, on this playlist. Such a bop. Oh, I got to add. What's it called? Santa. I believe in Santa. I believe in Santa. How did I not include that and on let's, this playlist? Let's give people. You know what's interesting is when I searched Santa. Yeah. And I was just looking at all these songs. I went down very, very far on the Spotify list with just the word Santa. See what would come yeah. up. Yeah. And I never saw this. I had. I knew. Like I had to search it out. 
Santa Megan Trainer to find it. Do you think it's because Santa is at the end of the title? Maybe. And they default to like Santa Claus maybe. is coming to town. Yeah, All maybe. those that you know. Yeah, and I don't want to spoil any others that like might be coming up. Santa but. Clara and Santa Monica. And, <laughs> you know. Um, all right. This is I believe in Santa by Megan Trainer. Get ready. Oh, I'm ready to dance. dance. Yeah. feels like a song that would be like in a bond movie yeah like how epic sort of the start of it is yeah. like if there was like a bond like christmas sequence. movie i feel like that, that i would see 100 percent. hallmark channel needs yes. to do a bond christmas movie. what would it be called um uh double o double o december oh, or like oh gosh um, that's a good question double o seven seven uh, heaven double when I see their smiling faces smiling back at me, seventh heaven. <laughs> but what it like all the Bond movies have like um gold they're all they're like always golden a eye little, and uh, little punny, a little tongue in cheek. Yeah. Uh what did, what was the one where he go at the Casino Royale? Yeah. Um I, we'll workshop it. We'll we'll yeah. think about if it. If you have an idea yeah. of what a Bond Christmas movie should should be titled. A very Bond Christmas. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good there. Yeah, that feels pretty I good. It. I was trying to think of something to come off a of Bond where it's like yeah, a, yeah. a pun, like a Bond Bonds or um, Once a Bond. Once a Bond a time. Something like that, you know. Once a Bond a time in the North Pole. <laughs> that's good. That song is so good. I can't. Yeah. I didn't even think to put that one on the list. I just added it to the, the playlist that four people have saved, uh, including you and me. Yeah. Uh, all right. This next one. This was one started out like higher, like more like eight, nine at the beginning and just kept climbing, just kept climbing. Uh, and that's an artist that I really feel like I haven't talked enough about on this show. And it's Elvis Presley. Mm -hmm. The song Santa Claus is back in town. Oh, OK. I have a different Elvis one in my bonus. Yes. This one. Oh, my gosh. Let's just play it and then yeah, yeah. let's talk about it because it's so good. Christmas. Oh, this is a great Christmas. one. Yes. Yes. Now, is this the one that's in Christmas Chronicles? Ah, uh, it's in a movie. I know it's in a movie for sure, but it wouldn't be. Maybe you, you keep talking. Top? I'm going to look is it, it up. at the top of the movie. I'm thinking when he's in jail. Oh, and does he and the one he actually sings that Kurt Russell yeah. sings? You might be right. He sings. I, I've only seen the movie once. I got to go back and oh, watch, it, back watch uh, it again. But Elvis's Christmas album is just so darn good. Yeah. Um. You know, we were just down in Memphis recently doing the St. Jude thing, and I really wanted to go to Graceland, and but then I was looking. Did you know that Graceland does like a specific like? 
they deck the whole place out for the holiday Ooh, season. I did not know that. And I, when I was talking to somebody down there, like, oh my gosh, like you have to book it so soon because it is the most popular thing. Like people travel from all the world, really? around the world to see all the, the trees that they put in the house and the lights on the house and all over the property. Um, that album by Elvis is so darn good. And I just, I love the way the opening of the song sort of feels a little gospel at the top, but then it just gets into this like blues rock. And I just feel like you are hearing like Elvis's true essence and his true voice uh, shining through in that song. Love the music, love the arrangement, love the performance. Uh, so that's why it's my, my number two. I love that. Um, did you find? I didn't. I found the one that he did with Darlene Love in the second movie, but I'm trying Okay. To Santa Claus is back in town. I'm just going to type it into Google here real quick and see if we can find anything. Okay, so I found some movies that the song okay. appeared in. Uh, it was in Iron Man 3. Okay. Fred Claus. Nice. Miracle on 34th Street, the version with Richard Attenborough. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a movie called Crazy. Um, all capitals, C-R-A-Z-Y. Uh-huh. Uh, the Long Kiss Goodnight, Bad Santa 2, and The Christmas Chronicles. It says it's in there as well. So it must play Maybe elsewhere in, in, yeah. in the song, uh, in the movie. But uh, it's it's amazing. Obviously, Elvis is an absolute icon. Um, and I just love that song so much. That's my, my number two, Santa Claus is Back in Town. I love that. All right, we're to my number one. Now, it. I could have gone with this song. Santa Cow. <laughs> I could have Frankly, gone with I'm that. I'm shocked that it's not your number one <laughs> and slightly disappointed. I know, I know. I, I thought about it and I'm sorry, Rob Berry Jr. and uh, Terry Asau. Uh, it's number one in my heart. But I felt like I had to be respectful. Asau? Do you think that was a stage name? E S A U. Because Asau. Asau? That's got to be a stage it name. I just thought of that. All these times you've said that, and because yeah. a sow, a sow, yeah, could be a cow. Mm. Um, all right, but this is going to be a Harry Connick Jr. song. Okay, you know I love Harry Connick Jr. You know I love this album in yep. particular of When My Heart Finds Christmas, and on that album, this might be my favorite song on that album, just in general. Let alone that it's about Santa Claus. Yeah, I love this song. Whenever I get asked to perform at like a benefit or a Christmas concert or anything like that. And they say, hey, can you sing us a Christmas song? This is usually the song I sing because, A, I love it. It's fun to sing. I think I sing it well. And it's also not super well-known. So right. I kind of like to like give people like, oh, I've never heard that song before. Uh, and that's It Must Have Been Old Santa Claus. So good. We'll listen to just a minute of it. But if you've not listened to this whole thing, because it's a very story-driven song. So oh, yeah. you really should listen to the whole thing uh, if you've never listened to it. But here's, here's a little bit of It Must Have Been Old Santa Claus. Yeah. 
fly like that. Oh. Boom, boom, boom. It's wow. so good. It's basically, if you've never heard this song before, it's about uh, a little kid who doesn't really believe in Santa, and he thinks it's his mom and dad who are playing Santa. Right. And then one day, he sees the sleigh fly through his window, land on his roof. He goes up. He rides all around town, yes. sees all of his town and his school and his movie theater of his town, and he has this great time, and Santa gives him his hat. It's yes. so magical. It's just so joyful and happy, and I absolutely adore that song. Mm. It was Easy to put that number one <laughs> on my list. Uh, it must have been Old Santa Claus by Harry Connick Jr. Is there a music video for it? Because it feels so like so. it just lends should. itself Somebody to like a one. really great story. You know how people have been making music videos of the Sinatra where they're like yes. animating like Sinatra? Dude, they're incredible. They should do one of those for it must have been Old Santa Claus. I wanted to like do a countdown on the show that was like Christmas music videos, but I was yeah. like, it's so visual. Yeah, I feel like, and people aren't as familiar with it as they are like with Christmas movies. Um, but yeah, I actually, I originally had it in my top 10, but I was like, Eric's going to have it. You know, it was, I was going to do it. I don't it, need yeah. to have it on my list yeah. at all. It'll be represented. Uh, all right. So we've reached uh, that point where I'll reveal my number one. But before I do that, I want to remind you guys to subscribe if you're not already doing so on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please make sure you smash that subscribe button. You can also follow us on social media at Christmas Countdown Show on Instagram, TikTok, Threads, at Xmas Pod on the X. And if you want to watch the full episodes, which are super fun, because yep. I will cut in those music videos from time yeah, to yeah. time when we wow. do the music uh, countdowns. Uh, you can go to youtube.com slash countdown network to do that. Uh, and if you love what you're hearing, please make sure to rate and review. And if you want even more countdowns, uh, please make sure to check out our other spinoff show, Disney Countdown, uh, and subscribe to our bonus episodes so you can get uh, even more uh, fun. All right, so my number one, I think you are going to approve mm. of this pick. And I was kind of shocked that I put it here. I put it at one and I was like, it's going to come down. It's probably going to end up around like three or four. But I kept moving songs around and I was like, this song just makes me feel so darn good. And it was like hard. Part of me was like, how do I not put a Sinatra or a mm -hmm. Dino or a Bing at number one? But I'm going J.D. McPherson. Santa's got a mean machine. That's a good one. It's such an incredible song and it's just like i kept trying to like i was listening to all the songs in my top 10 over yep. and over again and i was like can they like can they surpass, surpass it can they unseat it and it just wasn't happening i kept listening to it over and over again i was listening to it on my playlist i put his out his vinyl on the other night and every time that song comes on i just groove man yeah. and i'm just like dancing around the house i'm <laughs> dancing in the shower wherever i'm at when that song comes on it immediately makes me want to move and i want and i just want to give love to jd because i think socks is such a phenomenal album and you know we talk about all the classics but i want to get as many people to go buy this vinyl yes. stream this album as many people as possible make him huge because it is so darn good yes. it's so darn good um so let's take a little listen to santa's got a mean machine by jd mcpherson I mean, come on. 
that so just I, I I can't imagine anyone out in the world listening to that song being like, nope. Yeah. That's, one star review. That's trash. <laughs> yeah. How dare he put that at number one? Never. And if you don't like it, I want to know. I want to know why. Yeah. Because um, it just is feel good. The piano's great on it. The Song guitar's not good. <laughs> not make me happy. Me no like it. <laughs> me no like it. Uh, Many people, including me, including me, dislike dislike this song. No, it is incredible. JD's uh, phenomenal. I'm so grateful that you introduced him to me. And we should the show. we should reach out through Instagram to JD McPherson because I feel like he's not that huge right. of a star. And if we say, "Listen, man, we've got this Christmas podcast, and we've been talking about you for three years <laughs> about how great you are," come and just tell us a little bit about we how you made make songs. that happen. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna send him a message. Let's tonight. do it. Let's make Let's it happen. It. Wouldn't that be cool to have him on the finale oh, this season? I mean, we had Howie Mandel. If we can get Howie Mandel, I feel like we can get. We had Rob Barrett Jr. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I mean it, where do you? Doesn't get much it's all higher than that. Exactly, there. right? <laughs> all right, folks, we've done it. We have reached the end of our top 10 songs about Santa. We love this list. We hope you yeah. enjoyed it as well. Uh, if there's any songs that you feel like we missed, make sure that we Christmased. We, we don't Christmas. say that anymore on this show. If there's anything that we Christmas, <laughs> make sure you uh, send it to us in a DM or a message or in a review. We're so appreciative for all the time that you guys spend with us and the, the love and the support that you've given us. So, yeah. Uh, Thank you for that. We uh, we love you. We really, really, we really, do. really do. And we are, folks, we are in a matter of hours heading into December. So this is exciting. Depending on when you're listening to That's this. That's right. We it might already, already be, be December. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, but we are going to close this episode out how we always do by saying a very simple and a very loving and a very heartfelt Merry Christmas. And happy holidays. And we will see you on the next one. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.